Welcome back to the Global Greek Influence Podcast. I'm Panagiotou Pimenidou. To be up to date with our latest episodes and guests, subscribe and follow the Global Greek Influence Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor FM, and seven more podcasting platforms. Your reviews also help us rank higher and make our efforts becoming more visible. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and the podcast LinkedIn page. In this podcast episode, I talk to you on the 21st of May 2023 about astral mining, space exploration, sustainable goals, and geopolitics, specifically how space exploration and sustainable goals are interlinked, whether astral mining is an extension of geopolitics or the future of groundbreaking technologies, what with the outer space treaty deals, how national, international and financial actors shape celestial bodies mining, the roles of NASA and SpaceX, the rivalry between China and the United States. In the pre-birthday podcast episode of March 2020, I also spoke about the inspiration we had as humanity from Hugo's From Earth to the Moon book and the American space program, also Democritus' atom theory of the universe and Aristotle. On April 2023, I discussed with Dr. Kasapis the space exploration and the challenge of machine learning in space weather. In October's 2022 episode for All Mankind, Lunar and Deep Space Exploration with Dr. Vasilis Iglesakis, we discussed the available hydrogen production systems such as fuel cells, water electrolysis, carbon dioxide, oxygen, nitrogen capture technologies for energy fuels and fertilizers production. And in July's 2021 episode, Beyond Catalysis and Into Space Exploration and New Chemical Engineering, with Professor Kostadinos Giapis, we explored how surfaces dynamic studies promote utilizing carbon dioxide to produce oxygen and how these known and well-established mechanisms in chemical engineering enrich astrophysics and cosmology by helping explain how carbon dioxide produces oxygen in space on celestial bodies, particularly the comet 67. 7P Churyumov-Gerasimenko, part of the Rosetta European Space Agency mission, which coincidentally funded the late Greek composer Vagelis Papathanasiou for writing an album of the mission, as NASA did for its 2001 mission to Mars Odyssey by choosing Vagelis Papathanasiou to compose a choral symphony titled Methodium Music for the NASA Mission 2001 Mars Odyssey. Uh, the piece was selected by NASA to be included in their mission to Mars in 2001 and was inspired by Vagelis' fascination with mythology and the cosmos, NASA awarded Vagelis Papathanasiou their Exceptional Public Service Medal in 2003 in recognition of his contributions to music and his support of NASA's space missions, not only of that in 2001, but also in 2011 Juno spacecraft to explore Jupiter, and NASA named an asteroid after him as well. Beyond all the references to the aspects that have been explored in this podcast in regard to space, in the past years we read about the new Artemis program of NASA to go back to the Moon and use the Moon not only to explore water resources for our satellite planet but also to utilize Moon as our base for space journeys to Mars. China also plans to send its astronauts to the Red Planet by 2033. China has successfully sent multiple satellites into space and its first manned spacecraft in 2003, becoming the third country after the Soviet Union and the United States to do so. 
China has also launched a lunar exploration program, including sending the first robotic mission to the far side of the moon in 2019 and planning to land astronauts on the moon before 2030. The country's space program is viewed as an important component of the Chinese Communist Party's goal to make China rich, strong and proud. How little did we know when the first man, Neil Armstrong, stepped on the moon in 1969? That was the moment when we started to envision traveling into interstellar space as the crew of Star Trek did. Our wild, imaginary journeys did not run, as we thought, since the end of the Cold War ended, meaning the end of competition between the two great rivals, the United States and the Soviet Union at the time. What followed was the defunding of NASA, which since then has been limited to scientific studies around the orbit of the Earth and supporting satellite missions and studies relevant to communications and security. Only recently, with a renewed space and interstellar interest in exploring exoplanetary resources, especially exotic materials, which could alter our technologies on Earth while our Earth technologies could be further developed in outer space and other planets' environments, has revived. Competition brings evolution. Some of you might have watched the series For All Mankind in which the development of global space competition is explored in the case that the Soviet Union managed to land the first men on the moon and not the United States. One can watch that even in a fictional scenario that such a competition could boost the advancement of society's technologies and earlier commercial interest in space exploration. In 2021, Russia destroyed one of its satellites, producing approximately 1,500 pieces of our uncontrolled orbital debris. Extending such actions in space, including testing the weapons of one country, even on its assets, in this case a satellite, could threaten and harm other nations' space resources. The fact that this incident took place without a plan of restricting the debris from hitting other satellites so that one nation could restrict the use of space to other countries as well. Today's world shows us that if a war happens, as in the case of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Risks can be extended to space. Russia damage to Ukrainian satellite communications as well as hundreds of satellite terminals in the EU member states. At the same time, satellite images can help investigations of suspected Russian war crimes by the United Nations and human rights organizations. Even commercial satellites could potentially become objects of revenge, especially if one recalls a Reuters article of October 2022 claiming that a Russian official said that European satellites could become legitimate targets for retaliation. The European Union has two main space agencies, the European Space Agency, ESA, and the European Union Agency for the Space Programme. ESA, the European Space Agency, has been collaborating with NASA on the Artemis program which aims to return humans to the moon by 2024 and establish a sustainable presence on the lunar surface. Specifically, the European Space Agency is contributing key components to the Artemis missions, including the European Service Module, ESM, which provides propulsion, power and life support for the Orion spacecraft on its way to the Moon. The European Space Agency is also providing deep space communication and ground station support for the Artemis missions, as well as contributing scientific instruments to study various aspects 
of the lunar surface and environment. Overall, the European Space Agency plays an important role in enabling the Artemis program's success, leveraging its expertise in space technology and exploration to advance global collaboration and scientific knowledge. The European Space Agency has been involved in a number of comet-related missions also, including the Rosetta mission and the recently selected Comet Interception mission. The Rosetta mission was led by the European Space Agency and was the first mission to orbit a comet, Comet 67P, to remove Gerasimenko and deploy a lander to its surface. Rosetta spent two years studying the comet, including its composition, structure and behavior, and provided valuable insights into the formation of comets and the early solar system. The Comet Interceptor mission, which was selected by the European Space Agency in 2019, has involved launching three spacecrafts to study a pristine comet from the outer solar system. This mission aims to shed light on the origins of comets and their role in the early solar system. The European Space Agency is an intergovernmental organization established in 1975 to promote cooperation in space research, technology and applications among its member states. The European Space Agency's vision is to use space to bring together European nations and to leverage the benefits of space for Earth, science and society. The agency focuses on several key areas, including developing space science and exploration missions, providing satellite-based Earth observation data and services, and developing technologies to improve launch capabilities, spacecraft design, and human spaceflight. The European Space Agency also collaborates with other space agencies around the world to provide global solutions to challenges such as climate change, disaster management, and security. Such collaborations of the European Space Agency include NASA, the Canadian Space Agency, CSA, and the Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency, JAXA, among others. The European Space Agency works with these agencies on a range of projects, including developing and launching scientific missions, providing Earth observation data and services, and developing new technologies for space exploration and applications. In addition, the European Space Agency participates in the International Space Station's partnership. The European Union Agency for the Space Programme, EU-SPA, is an agency of the European Union that is responsible for implementing the EU space program and ensuring the public benefits from European space-based systems such as Galileo, the EU's Global Navigation Satellite System, and EGNOS, the European Geostationary Navigation Overlay Service. The European Union Agency for the Space Programme, EUSPA, also supports the development of space-based applications and services for a range of purposes, including improving transport, safety, climate and the environment. The agency works to provide reliable, safe and secure space solutions to meet Europe's needs and advance scientific knowledge. EUSPA was established in 2021 by the European Union Space Programme Regulation, which sets out the EU's vision and priorities for space activities over the next seven years, which is up to 2028. The EU space strategy are the European Union initiatives and policies developed to enhance the resilience and protection of space systems and services, as well as to ensure a shared understanding of space threats. The strategy aims to counter space capabilities and main threats in space, 
that put space systems and their ground infrastructure at risk and to protect the Union's space infrastructure and capabilities. The strategy also seeks to ensure that the EU space program continues to contribute to fighting climate change, stimulate technological advances and innovation, and provide socioeconomic benefits. The EU space strategy for security and defense has been outlined to ensure a stronger and safer Europe in space, particularly in the context of increasing power competition and intensification of threats. For the purposes of actions to strengthen the resilience and protection of space systems and services in the European Union, the Commission considers proposing an EU space law to shape a common framework for security, safety and sustainability in space that would ensure a consistent and EU-wide approach. Launch preparatory work to sustain the EU's autonomous access to space specifically for security and defence needs. And finally, to strengthen the technological sovereignty of the European Union by reducing strategic dependencies and safeguarding security of supply for space and defence in alignment with the European Defence Agency and the European Space Agency. On the 7th of March 2023, the European Council adopted the Secure Space-Based Connectivity Programme. Ministers adopted a regulation on the EU's Secure Connectivity Programme for the 2023-2027 period. The programme set goals for the European Union to deploy an EU satellite constellation called IRIS-2, which stands for Infrastructure for Resilience, Interconnectivity and Security by Satellite, that will provide ultra-fast and highly secure communication services by 2027. IRIS-2 will help improve the European Union's resilience and sovereignty as governments will benefit from this space-based communication system for services like protection of critical infrastructure, surveillance, support for external action and crisis management. The program also contributes to the EU digital transition and reinforces the competitiveness of the EU satellite communication services. The governance of the European space policy is shared between the European Union, the European Space Agency and the Member States. Such a situation provides the Member States with a certain degree of flexibility. However, this flexibility creates inefficiencies in areas such as support for research activities in the space sector, development of international relations and implementation of European space programs. I would further add that sometimes the flexibility provided through research, innovation and development EU programs, including that of Horizon, brings problems to the EU and its industries and sectors, leveraging the innovations produced. More precise binding and detailed terms and conditions should be posed in research, development and innovation programs as well as timelines to adopt the innovations emerging from the invested public money in an evolving environment where the private sector is developing strong capacities and playing a more active role, the European Union, the European Space Agency and their member states face key challenges if Europe is to keep its position as a space power, which revolves around maintaining independent access to space, increasing efficiencies by developing synergies between civil and defence space programmes, securing space infrastructures, ensuring uptake of space data and services, and adopting a long-term vision and financial commitment to increase private investment in the sector. In November 2022, European Space Agency's Agenda 2025 has set the future course of Europe in space, building on the agency's technology strategy, which detailed how Europe developed the essential technology to get it where it was going. 
Focus was given on driving progress in technology targets 30% faster, meaning quicker adoption of innovative technologies, including achieving a 30% improvement in spacecraft development time, which I would consider the most important to ESA and ESA's partnerships, achieving a faster improvement in spacecraft developing time entailing increased flexibility and scalability, which are also sought through the maximum adoption of modular space system designs and standardization. The triangle of new technologies themes goes through quantum technologies, advanced propulsion, and in-orbit servicing and construction. Quantum technologies will help harnessing special properties of matter that manifest at the very tiniest of scales. These offer new opportunities in space-based communications protected by physical properties instead of encryption, the creation of highly sensitive sensors for mapping gravity, tracking Earth features, and fundamental physics phenomena, and finally the highly precise measurement of time, Advanced propulsion, which spans from air-breathing rocket engines to electric propulsion serving extremely low orbits to emerging green propellants. The emphasis is on new propulsion systems for new applications to facilitate new applications and markets while improving the competitiveness of European propulsion and flight vehicle products. In-orbit servicing and construction goes through the Clear Space One Adrios mission, which will provide a unique service to demonstrate the first removal of a debris item from orbit, to increase Europe's ability to act sustainably in space and prepare for an emerging commercial market, Europe will demonstrate in space servicing, manufacturing, construction and recycling capabilities unlocking new applications in the process. As the European space industry continues to mature and diversify, it has become more innovative. As a result, new companies entering this sector can now more easily submit proposals for research and development for space technology. This can be done through the European Space Agency's Discovery's publicly accessible Open Space Innovation Platform. By implementing this strategy, Europe can achieve its space ambitions, especially those outlined in Agenda 2025. In this episode, we investigated the European Space Strategy, its main organizations and their goals, as well as its vision in contributing to space exploration as well as its partnerships. The primary areas of interest of the European Space Strategy are enhancing resilience and protection of space systems and services and its synergy with geopolitics. We explored how the governance of European space policy is shared among the EU, ESA, the European Space Agency and Member States, we also highlighted ESA's Agenda 2025, which outlines Europe's future course in space, emphasizing the need for faster technology development and spacecraft developing time and new innovations. Until next time.